Yes, amen. Hey, first, let me say thank you for being here. So glad that you are here. It's one of those weird times when I just sit back and worship with you from there and watched you worship and watched the team worship. And, you know, I, I think I understand sometimes why I just like to step back and just see the big picture and see what God is going to do. So we're really glad that you're here today. And it's a special Sunday, only in the sense that in our series, you know, that, that family matters do matter, that each member, each, each message is going to have the word matter in it somewhere. And today we're talking about aging matters. And that song, it's written by, it's sung, it's written by Steve Green. I, I think it was a missionary kid. And, uh, you know, may those who come behind us find us faithful. May the footprints that we leave lead them to believe. And it's just a powerful, powerful song. And today we want to talk about all things senior adult, all things senior adult. And, um, and then we're going to tag in a big truth for the, for the younger folks at the end, for the, for the earlier generation at the end. But we want to talk about senior adults and our role in today's church and particularly at Dorsville Baptist Church. So it goes something like this. When I was a when I was almost said when I was a kid, it seems that way. You know, it seems that way. When I was, you know, like, I don't know, I think it was like 30, 26, 32 years old, something like that. It's when God called me into the ministry. And um, I've been married all of six years, six years. And so I would stand up there. First off, you got to understand, I just jumped into the pool of the preaching thing. There was no seminary. I just jumped in and found myself a pastor two weeks after I surrendered to preach. I was a pastor. And so there were a lot of late Saturday nights, me flipping through the Bible going, God, what am I going to say tomorrow? You know? And so anyway, so yeah. So when we talk about marriage, I felt like so unqualified. I've had whole six years under my belt, you know? And who am I to say anything about marriage to these people that some have been married a lot longer than me? Well, so time passes, and here I stand before you, and now I've been married 47 years. And um, I realize that, you know what, now when I stand up to talk about marriage, not that I got it right, but just that I know a lot more about it through practical experience in life. And I realized, oh, guess what? Aging matters. It does play a role in life. Aging matters. Well, when I jumped into the pool, the preaching pool, um, we had two children. Actually, we had one child, and one was in the womb. And um, so, yeah, so I was a parent all of two years. And so here I am trying to talk to parents. And, you know, went to my next church, had a little bit bigger, had a lot of young people in it, and because um, I was one. And, uh, yeah, so I was sitting up trying to talk about parenting and and. And, you know, Judy was doing a really good job. I was not doing as good a job, okay? And so I would try to stand up and talk about parenting, and I only had two years' experience. But like I say, fortunately, whether it was true with marriage or whether it was true with being a parent, I didn't have any experience of what the Word of God did, and so that was the saving grace. But now I look back on those years, and I've got a daughter who's 42, I've got a daughter who's 41, and I've got one who's 34. And uh, none of them have yet gone to prison, and uh, no one has, you know, not, they're not chainsaw murderers. So I think Judy did a pretty good job of raising the kids. And so now, though, here I am all those years later, those decades later, I can speak with some experience because been there and done that. Fast forward now. When I did the preacher gig, when I jumped into the pool, I told you I was 
let's see, if I did the math real quick, yeah, yeah, about 32, I think, 28 or 32, as it was before. And so, yeah, so, so there I was, and so we would have, like, senior adult day and stuff, you know, and this young whippersnapper preacher would stand up and try to talk to senior adults about how they ought to be senior adults, and that wasn't comfortable. Um, you know, it's kind of like telling talk to a lady about labor, never done that and never will. Um, so anyway, so it's kind of uncomfortable. But guess what? Now, this is not necessarily, quote, senior adult day, but we are talking about all things senior adult. And I find myself now in that enviable, enviable position of being one. In fact, in 217 days, mark that down, you know, not quite as old as Laverne. Okay, but in 217 days, Laverne, I'm going to be 70 years old. And so now, now I can go, oh, oh, now I can talk about being a senior adult. And, and you know, I've got some days under my belt and definitely consider myself a senior adult, seven decades of, of living. And so in all of this, I've realized that aging matters, that aging matters, that as we go through the process of growing older, all right? It's a very beneficial and it's an important part of our lives. And I want our senior adults to hear me loud and clear today is that, you know, the senior adults of our church are very, very important. Now, we are learning and understand and trying to grasp the fact that, you know what, we are, as we grow older, you know, our influence perhaps is not as strong as it used to be in the church. In fact, we need to understand that we have to pass the baton to the next gen. Uh, we got to pass the baton to the younger generation. And I would encourage you right off the bat, young generation, church of today and tomorrow, um, y'all need to understand something. Uh, one, senior adults have some things to teach. And number two is you got some things to learn. And so let us help you in the process as you do parenting and marriage and life and, yeah, church. So we're going to talk today about aging matters. And we're going to start off with old Billy Graham, okay? You know, our latter years can be, now write this down if you're, if you're in taking notes, our latter years can well be our most impactful and influential years. Now you need to write that down and you need to believe that. Um, so we need to understand that as we do this journey thing, okay, that our latter years are not not wasted years, not rearview mirror years. They're not years when we go, well, I don't have anything to do. I don't have any influence. I don't have any impact. All that's not true. And, you know, senior adults, we have a lot to offer the world today, and we have a lot to offer to the church today, and we have a lot to offer to the younger generation today. So these can be our most impactful and influential years, our latter years. You know, most of us agree and understand that the last chapters of a book are some of the best. The last chapter. Can you imagine to take a book that you've read recently and, um, you know, and you read the end. You go, oh, that was so good. And it was good because of the ending. You know, if you've read the Bible, read the end of the book. It's a pretty good ending. It's a pretty good ending. So the last chapters are some of the most important chapters. And it's true with our lives, too. It's true with our lives. Um, I have a brother-in-law who was a professional pilot. He just retired last year. Uh, still works as a mechanic on planes, um, but, but he's a professional pilot. And he told me one time, he said, Dwayne, here's what's important. He said, you know, people will not remember a good takeoff. People will not remember a good takeoff, but they always remember a bad landing. 
Isn't that true? Think about, yeah, all the wind was blowing, I was scared to death. You don't remember all the, you know, the takeoffs, but you remember that bad landing, okay? Well, here's what I'm trying to tell you. Today, as you do life, okay, senior adults, as you do life, and, and really, it's true for every one of us, that as we do life, this thing called, you know, the Jesus walk, we need to understand and, and believe and know that we don't want to have a bad landing, we don't, we, don't want, we don't want our last chapters to be so bad. People stand up at our funeral, you know, and, and the preacher's going to say something nice about you. We get paid to do that. Y'all give us an honorarium, so we'll say something nice um, about you. But it'd be nice if somebody besides the preacher could say something nice about you, okay? And so in order for that to happen, though, we've got to have a good landing. So, so make, so determine and make sure that your latter years are your most impactful and influential years. Now, here's old Billy Graham, okay, no pun intended. Uh, Billy Graham said, when granted many years of life. Now, Billy Graham, his goal and the family's goal, I think, more than his, because he wanted to go to heaven. He was ready to go. Um, but his family's goal was that he make 100 years. And he fell just shy of it. Um, He lived to be 99 years old, okay? But here's what he said. When granted many years of life, growing old in, in age is natural, but growing old with grace is a choice, okay? So growing old is easy. All you have to do is keep breathing. Keep breathing and you will get old. But for us Jesus people, we want our aspirations are a little bit higher than just to grow old. We want to grow old in grace, okay? And here is the deal. And the deal is this, you know, we can grow old in grace because of Jesus Christ, okay? John chapter 1 and verse number 16 says this. Indeed, we all. Now, oh, did you grab that? This is not a senior adult verse. This is a I'm a Jesus person verse. So if you're a Jesus follower, okay, listen to this. It says, indeed, we all, we all have received grace upon grace. We have all received grace upon grace from his fullness. So therefore, every one of us, okay, can, can grow old gracefully. Okay, we just have to go to the well of grace, which is Jesus Christ, and we can grow old gratefully. Now, this is a a teaching point that I can own personally. Our teaching point says this, you know, age is not a license to be rude or unkind. Okay, now sometimes, sometimes as senior adults, um, we can have the propensity, because we don't have a corner on the market, but we have a tendency, we can be a little rude or unkind. You know, the, the clerk in, in Walmart's not quite fast enough, or somebody, one of these, one of these young whippersnappers pull out in front of you in traffic, you know, um, and, or maybe go around you and wave in a really strange way. You know, and you get really, you get angry about that. You know, you get angry, and it's awful easy to be rude or unkind, okay? Um, sometimes it happens in my life. I'm, you know, back when I was a young preacher boy, I used to say this. I really did say this. In fact, I've said it here, not from the pulpit, but I've said it before. I said, you know, when I was a younger pastor, uh, and this may be a key to my long successes, I mean, my successes at staying in church for a long time, um, is, is because 
when somebody, you know, would spit in my face, if they ever spit in my face, I would say, thank you for the drink. You know, I was a very tolerant individual. Can I be honest with you? I've noticed I'm not as tolerant as I used to be. I'm just not. I'm just not that tolerant person. Um, in fact, you know, we talk about, you know, turning our filter off. It's, it's a thing we talk about. I've got a friend here in, in this room, and we talk about sometimes about my filter was off, my filter was off, my filter was off. And what that simply means is, is sometimes we would, we would go to say something, and we'd think twice and not say it, and later we're really grateful we didn't say it. Well, when we get a little older, we have a tendency to just speak our mind. We just throw it out there, you know. Katie barred the door. Here it comes, you know. And then we wish we hadn't done that. I know I have that problem. But here's what you need to remember. Here's a, here's a gold nugget for you. Whenever you choose to speak your mind, remember you're speaking your heart. So when you speak your mind, what you're really doing is laying your heart out for people to see. And so be careful that, that when, you, when you throw that filter off and things come out of your mouth that may be rude or unkind or, or, or not, not good, you know, just remember that that's showing what your heart is. And we don't want to have a heart that's not good. That's not good. Now Mr. Mr. Graham continues and says, Growing older with grace is possible. And may I say this? May I say this? Growing older in grace is expected for every Jesus follower. And again, whether you're 12 today or, or 89, okay, regardless of where you are in your journey with Jesus, growing older with grace is expected. It's the norm. Listen, it's not, oh, oh, this is good. You know, growing old with grace is not the exception. It's the norm. It's the norm for Jesus people. Now, for non-Jesus people, well, we know their story, okay? But growing older with grace is possible for all who will set their hearts and minds on the giver of grace the Lord Jesus Christ. If we'll take John 1.16 and apply that um, to our lives, then we'll understand the power, the power of it, okay? You know, we have seen grace upon grace upon grace, all right? So, so here we are then. So we're poised now to learn just a little bit about how that we can um, grow old gracefully. Now, it starts, it starts when we determine what kind of person we're going to be. Okay, so our teaching point says that, you know, we determine, we choose. This is not intuitive. This is not like, wow, where'd you learn that, Dwayne? It's just true. You know, we determine what kind of person we will be grumpy or graceful. So, so again, particularly us senior adults, but also, can we just be honest and say, those of you who are, are younger than us, we got to determine, are we going to be a grumpy person are we going to be a graceful person? Now, this is something I need to own because sometimes in family gatherings, I've been known to speak my mind, um, and it comes across as something perhaps just a little negative, okay? Just a little negative. Um, and someone will say, and sometimes it's Judy, and sometimes it's Becca, and sometimes it's Jennifer, and sometimes it's Sarah, and sometimes it's the family dog, all right? And they will say, and they will say, now, Dad, don't be grumpy. And I jump to my defense, and I say, I wasn't being grumpy. I was being honest. 
So, so but, but regardless, the perception is everything. And so we get to determine, are we going to be grumpy? Are we going to be that person who walks in the room and there's this grumpiness uh, when, when people see you? Or are we going to be graceful? Graceful. Are, are we going to be you know, harsh? Or are we going to be helpful? Okay? So there we are. And, and I love what George Bernard said. And we forget this. Because growing old, you know, they, they, you know Neil, remember Neil Sadaka? Some of you guys are my age now. You know, breaking up is hard to do. Yeah, well, sometimes growing old is hard to do. I know, I know yesterday I told you, gee, gee, my shoulder hurts and my back hurts and, and my knees hurt. And she said, Dwayne, your body is 69 years old. It's going to hurt some. And she was right. And she was right. And so, so here's the deal. As we grow old, sometimes it's difficult. I love this. You don't stop laughing when you grow old. Rather, you grow old when you stop laughing. So we need to enjoy life. These are the golden years. These are the great years. And it's our opportunity to make an impact for the kingdom of God and in our grandchildren or perhaps great-grandchildren and for those who are around us. Now, a good place to start is prayer. Good place to start is prayer. Now, we find this great prayer in Psalm 39, 4 and 5. Psalm 39, 4 and 5. It's a great prayer. Lord, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. I, I, get, I don't have any problem with that, okay? Because I am reminded constantly about how brief my life is going to be. Remind me that my days are numbered. And Psalm 139 tells that, okay? Remind me my days are, how my days are numbered, how fleeting life is. I get a constant reminder every first of the month. Every first of the month. So go back to 2000. July 31st. Been on the, on, I've been your pastor for about two weeks, okay? We're in the middle of Bible school. I'll never forget when Brent... Brent said, you know, here I was too, brand new on the field. Well, Dwayne, what do you want to do at Bible school? I said, I don't have a clue. You do it. I didn't have a clue. I was just a new kid on the block. So I'm standing in one of the preschool classes, you know. I'm not sure what I was doing. I'm assuming I knew what I was doing. Um, but anyway, so in walks Ben Sisk. Ben Sisk. He walks in and says to me, hey, preacher, has anybody told you you're on the radio tomorrow morning? I went, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. No, no, Ben, no one's told me. He said, well, we have this thing called the Baptist Hour, and you're supposed to speak on every first of the month, and tomorrow's the first, so you're supposed to be on the radio. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, what have I got myself into? Well, fortunately, Nolan Smith was standing there, and he said, no problem. I'll go with you. I'll walk you through it. And I so appreciated that. And sure enough, we survived. But you know what's crazy? In about 30 days, I had to do that again. And again, and again, and again, and again. And so before long, out of my mouth came these words, can you believe another month has come and gone? And so for the last 23 years, and I've done the Baptist Hour most of those times, sometimes not, uh, somebody help me, uh, but I, would, I start the broadcast with, can you believe another month has come and gone? And I'm reminded, not listen, listen, not by days and not by weeks, but by months. Man, before I know it, another month of my life has come and gone. I'm reminded all the time of my mortality. And then if that isn't enough, I get to sit there and listen to all the dead people. Yeah, yeah, she, I sit there while she reads all the death announcements. And it was used, you know, 40, 23 years ago, Almost everybody was older than me. 
Now they're not. Now, so-and-so died and he was 67. I'm going, I'm 69. So-and-so died and he was 70. I said, that's next year. And all of a sudden, again, I'm faced with my mortality as these names are read off one after one. And I'm realizing, wow, my clock is ticking so fast. And so, so, you know, understand, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered and how fleeting my life is. And, And look, you have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. In other words, if you want to know how long your life is, hold your hand up. It's about three inches. It's about... Aren't y'all glad you came to church today to be encouraged? Yeah, well, if you're going to heaven, that's the good news. But yeah, you've made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is just but a breath. You know, we see this great verse in James 4, 14. You know, you do not... Have you thought about this in a while? You do, know what, you do not know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't. You, you don't know. We, we don't know what's going to happen in five minutes. I may surprise you and preach and quit. You know? <laughs> nah, probably won't happen. Um, you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life, James says, the half-brother of Jesus? What, will, what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Have you ever done the, the breath thing on a cold, frosty morning and you go, and all this great mist appears and freezes in the air and all that, and then it's gone. It's gone. And so the psalmist in his prayer is saying, Lord, at the most, my life is like a vapor. So, so again, whether you're 12 or whether you're 89 or older, remember this. You, you know, we, we have got to understand the Judas principle. We've got, Andy Stanley says, you've got so much money and so much time. And it's true. You know, today, every day you're granted, if the Lord gives you all of it, you're granted 1,440 minutes. Every single day, 1,440 minutes. You're not guaranteed that, but that's what a day consists of when you break it down into minutes. And when you start looking at the brevity of your life, you've got to understand the Judas principle. Uh, Anybody want to gander what the Judas principle is? It's probably not a very good name, but it's the best guy I could come up with on the fly. Uh, I've been using this for a long time. Um, So, yeah, I was reading the Bible one day, and um, Jesus is talking to Judas there at the dinner, you know, and and he's inviting him to leave the room, you know, because Jesus knows he's going to betray him. And so Jesus looks at Judas and says this. Are you ready? Whatever thou do, I'm going to use King James. Whatever thou doest, do quickly. Whatever thou doest, do quickly. In other words, hey, Judas, you're fixing to betray me. Go ahead and get it done. Okay? So my point is this. Whatever you are going to do, do it now. Unless it's robbing a bank, then you shouldn't do it. Okay? But, but whatever you're going to do, do it now. If you're a senior adult particularly, and you've come, you, know, you, you didn't come to church to get this, but you realize your clock is ticking, okay? And whatever you're going to do for the kingdom of God, do quickly. Whatever you're going to do to make an imprint on your children or your grandchildren, do it quickly. Do it quickly. And parents and students and all you other guys, hey, listen, you think, you think time goes by quickly now? Just wait till you get a little older. So I encourage you, whatever you're doing, whether regardless of your age today, whatever you're going to do, especially for God, especially for God, do it quickly. 
Because time is going to be gone before you know it. Now, some people don't like getting old, and I understand that. I was always thinking about, you know, John Denver, you know. and Anybody know the song, Poems, Prayers, and Promises? Nobody knows poems, prayers, and songs. Yeah. You know, you got, John Denver was not necessarily the best example of the world, but I loved his music. And he sang that song, you know, Poems, Prayers, and Promises. says, it turns me on to think of growing old. I'm going, dude, what is your issue? It turns you on to think of growing old. It, you know, growing old does several things for me, but I'm not think, I don't think turning me on was one of them. Okay? But here's the deal. You know, growing old is a cool thing because you've got all this all this resource and all the things to offer the church, the people around you, your grandchildren and children, you got something. You know, Mark Twain um, said something that, that was very good. Um, yeah, yeah, here we go. You know, don't regret growing older is a privilege denied to many. It's really good. So, so yeah, don't, don't be afraid of growing old, okay? In fact, if you're there, you find yourself like me, you find yourself in that club, and I'm not sure when you become a senior adult, and I don't think that's the issue. But the bottom line is, be grateful that God's giving you this time and be thankful for every other day that he's given you. You know, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, uh, verse 15 and 16, it's a great verse. He said, pay attention, pay careful attention then to how you walk. Now, every senior adult in the room ought to go, mm-hmm, yep, that's right, that's right. Because we all know people, their hips didn't wear out, they got broke. We'll get a phone call for a prayer request. Pray for so-and-so. She fell down the stairs and had a broken hip. Broken hip. And invariably go, oh, no. Oh, no. Okay? So we need to be pay careful attention then how we walk. And, of course, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about life. He's talking about how you live. So Paul's saying, just like, just like, senior adults, just like we will pay careful attention to how we walk physically so we don't end up with a broken hip so we should all pay attention to how we live so we don't end up with a disaster and a huge consequence pay attention carefully to how you live not as unwise people but wise not unwise but wise making the most of the time because the days are evil the days are challenging Okay, and these are challenging days. Again, my body is not work as good as it used to. Okay, I'm not. I'm grateful for as good as it works, but it doesn't. We don't hear as well. We were talking about that before church with one of our members. You know, we don't hear as well. We don't see as well. Okay, so be understand that these are challenging times. Okay, so we should live carefully to make sure we can do as much as we can do. All right, so let me give you three things. Three things. Um, one, one is a promise from God, which is a great verse. Then a proclamation that should be our proclamation to the world. Um, and then finally, a, also a prayer that we should pray to God. Um, first, this promise from God. It's, it's from Isaiah 46.4. What a great verse. Listen to this. I, here's what God says. I will be your God throughout your lifetime. I like that. That's a promise from God. Has God ever broke a promise? Anybody here got a broken promise from God? God made a promise, didn't keep it? Yeah, how about that? Because there aren't any. There aren't any, okay? So he says, now listen. Listen, Jesus person. I will be your God throughout your lifetime. Well, how long? Until your hair is white with age. Now, ladies, we all know most of you dye your hair. 
We know there's white hidden under there somewhere, okay? So not all of you, but some of you, okay? So I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age. Listen, he says, I made you. Your creator is reminds you, I made you. I know you inside and out. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 139, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. I made you, and look what he says. And I will care for you. So as you get older, your hair turns white. As you get older, just know this. Your creator says, guess what? I'm going to take care of you. That's better than the government. That's better than Social Security. That's better than retirement fund. I will take care of you. I will carry you. I will carry you. I, boy, that's exciting me. Know that, that as I get older, okay, as God gives me time and you know, my body doesn't work as well and my spirit sags or whatever it might be, I've got a God who's going to stay with me, who will care for me, and who will carry me. How about that? And ultimately, guess what he's going to do? Save me. Save me. He's going to save me from the presence of sin. He's going he's to rest... He's going to rescue me from this old broken body. He's going to give me one sky. Hair. It's tall, thin. And he will do the same for you. Okay? So I will carry, care for you. I will carry you along, and I will save you. That's God's promise to you. And here's our proclamation. It's Psalm 73, 26. Psalm 73, 26 says this. My health may fail. Okay? Just, I'm dealing with that, but your health is going to fail. Okay, Um, my health may fail and my spirit may grow weak. That's that's probably going to happen, too. But God remains the strength of my heart. Even if my health fails, if my spirit sags, God's not going to throw me under the bus. God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine. How long? Wow. Forever. Now, again, you know, know, if you're here today and you're 35, you're going, yeah, well, that's good to know. Hey, son, you're going to be 70 before you know it. Hey, lady, you're going to be 70 before you know it. Okay? And you need to nail it down now. you got a God who's going to be with you your entire life, no matter what it looks like. Okay? He's going to be there for you. So, So that's our proclamation. Then here's our prayer. Here's our prayer. And now, in my old age, don't set me aside. Hey, coach, don't put me on the bench. Don't put me on. Caleb, 80 years old, said, you know what he said? Going to the promised land, I want that mountain. Don't be, woo, come on now. Don't be afraid to claim a mountain in Jesus' name. I don't care if you're 70 or 80 or 89. And by the way, Laverne lives this out. Laverne, are you teaching Bible school this week? Hadn't, Hadn't somebody told you you're too old to do that? See there, you can serve and do as long as God will give you the energy to serve and do. Amen, sister. And thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. We, we can do this. We can do that. And now, don't send me aside. God, don't put me on the bench. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't, don't sideline me. And then I thought this funny because the psalmist says, Don't abandon me when my strength is failing. Write this down if you're taking notes. Needless prayer. The first one's a powerful prayer. Powerful prayer. And now, in my old age, don't set me aside. That's powerful. The second part is needless. Look at me. God will never abandon you. 
See, see, David was a little bit afraid because he saw how God had pulled the Holy Spirit from Saul. And so after Psalm 51, you know, the Bathsheba thing, the Bathsheba thing, okay? He said, and God, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. That's Old Testament theology. The New Testament, you never have to worry about that. He will not abandon you. He will not abandon you, even when your strength is failing. Okay. Now, now, Senior Dulles, what are we to do? What's our, what's our primary responsibility? Okay. I'm, I'm going to get shot for this, but that's okay because my wife is very understanding. Um, you know what Judy just did? After teaching adults for 22 years, she switched over to teach children in our children's department. The, the second, G, third and fourth? Third and fourth. After 22 years of teaching adults, she said, I'm willing to go teach the children. How about that? That's amazing, okay? So we can be flexible and do whatever God wants us to do. So, so what is the responsibility of the senior adults um, in our church? Well, Psalm 71, 17, okay, says, Oh God, you have taught me from my earliest childhood, and I constantly tell others about the wonderful things you do. Okay? So that's one responsibility we have. And the second one is even better, and it's the last part of verse 18. I didn't have time for the first part. In 71, 18b let me proclaim, here it is, here it is, it's here, are you ready? Let me proclaim your power to this new generation. So what our major responsibilities are, we turn over things that we could no longer do, okay, uh, influence or control. We turn those aside, but now we proclaim to the younger generation. They've got strength, they've got stamina, they've got zeal, but they don't have the experience we have. So we can share our experience with them. Amen? Isn't that good? Isn't that good? So let me proclaim your power to this new generation, your mighty miracles to all who come after me. Our, our, our job is to well, let me tell you the times that God was faithful. Let me tell you the times that God was faithful. That's what we can do. Well, tucked away in Titus um, chapter 2, um, Paul writes to this pastor Titus, Uh, and and, uh, gives him some advice to share with the adults there, the senior adults there, okay? It's found in verse number uh, 2, okay, verse number 2. Yeah, I'll make sure I had the right verse, okay? Teach the older men. Now, do you see that word teach? Okay, senior adults, are you listening? We've got to remain teachable. You never know it all. Leave that to your, your five-year-old grandson. They know everything, okay? You've got to remain teachable. Teach the older men to exercise self-control, to, sh- to demonstrate temperance, temperance, okay? To show self-control in the things you do. Um, you, need, you need to be worthy of respect. I'm going to talk about respect at the end of the message, but really, if we expect the younger generation to respect us, then we need to earn their respect, we need to be worthy of that respect. You know, in the Air Force, when I was in the Air Force, there were some guys that were out, you know, officers who I had to follow them because they outranked me, but I didn't do it willingly. I just had to. But I met some incredible men, incredible, and women, 
incredible leaders who I willingly followed. Let's be the kind of senior adults where the younger generation wants to follow us. They look at our lives and they want to be like us. Want to be like us. Okay? To be worthy of respect and to live wisely. To live wisely. They must have sound faith and be filled with love and patience. So when the people see us, they see individuals, uh, men, who are love and patient. And then, and then, boy, Paul comes along and gives, gives two things Two things to the ladies. Y'all don't get one, you get two. Okay? So the women, uh, in verse number three, go ahead there, Eli. There you go. You know, similarly, in the same way, same way as the old guys, okay? Similarly, teach the older women to live in a way that honors God. If you're taking notes, circle the word God, honors God, and that is holiness. So Titus specifically says to the older adults, women, to live holy in their lives. Now, this one kind of makes you chuckle. Then they must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Well, just to be fair, the men got theirs in a broader sense where it said you're to be temperate and things. But I just thought that was kind of humorous a little bit. He said, now, Paul, tell them women, don't be sitting around the kitchen table getting snockered and gossiping. Okay, that, that, it's, you know, it's funny, it's funny almost, but, but they're not to be gossipers, okay, and they're not to be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. So, ladies, you're huge, and it's, it's, it's the mama thing. You guys are just better teachers than dads, okay, uh, usually, not always, but, but yeah, tell them they, got to, they should teach others what is good. Well, well, give us some specifics, Paul. Well, he does that in verse number 4 and 5a. Um, he continues, um, these older women must train the younger women. Okay, now young ladies, this is the word of God. And you need to be teachable. The older women need to teach and you need to be teachable. Okay, and what's really cool is it's kind of like an Amway conference. Okay, remember Amway? Yeah, the older ladies teach the younger ladies, those in the middle, and the ones in the middle teach the young ones from that, and the ones younger from that teach their kids. It's kind of like a, a pyramid scheme, okay? So these older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their kids. That's not intuitive. Sometimes we need help learning to love our husbands, particularly the husbands um, and their children, to live wisely and be pure. Teach the younger women. To live wisely and be pure. To work in their homes. That, again, that's not intuitive, especially in this crazy world we live in that's so busy. Um, you know, I, I came up with a cute way of saying this. You know, your most important, ladies, your most important work is homework. You know, homework. Um, so to work in their homes, to do good, and then be submissive to their husbands. And don't strangle on that. That doesn't make you a second-class citizen. It doesn't make you a doormat. It simply means when God set the hierarchy of the family, you know, he made the husband leader, and you're to support and respect and love and help him to lead. That's all that means. That's all that means. So, so that's the responsibility of the men and women, uh, older men and women in, in the church. Now, if we practice this, it'll be profitable. If we practice it, our church will be stronger. Our church will be stronger. All right, let's wind this sucker up. Okay, one more thing, and that's respect. That's respect. Okay? You know, Aretha Franklin sang about it. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. 
sock it to me, sock it to me. Or I don't know. But anyway, so Aretha Franklin sang a song about it. But the Word of God teaches it. Teaches that we should respect one another and especially those ahead of us. Especially the senior adults. You know, um, over um, in um, Job 12.12, Job 12.12, okay, wisdom belongs to the aged and understanding to the old. Okay, younger generation, next gen, next gen, you need to remember this. I know sometimes it's hard, um, but we need to admit, hey, you know, we need the wisdom and understanding of the older generation. We need to be willing to ask them and say, will you help me as I do life? Okay, all right. Then in, in um, Ephesians 6, 2, there's, here's something for the students and for all of us, really, who have parents still alive. You know, it says, honor your father and mother, all right? And there's no statute of limitations. You don't, you don't stop honoring your father and your mother. You know, um, the Daniil boys, Dennis and Danny, their mom's in a nursing home over in McLeansboro, and you know, I'll, I'll say, you know, Daniel say, well, I'm fixing to go over and visit mom and, uh, and drive over to McLean's. Well, he does it several, several times a week. And you know what he does? He stops at, and Dennis may do this too, by the way, but, but he stops over at John's, Big John's, and gets a dozen, or a half dozen donuts. Not a dozen, half dozen. And does it, because you know why? She loves donuts. And he takes the time to do that. That's honoring your father and mother. And there are no statue. Of limitations. It's just so, so important. And this last verse is a big one. I know it's Leviticus. I know it's Old Testament, but it's still true. Leviticus 19.32. Stand up in the presence of the elderly. Now, I'm not saying you need to stand up every time a senior adult walks into the room. That's not the point. But the point is respect the elderly. Don't buy into the culture today that thinks senior adults are a pain in the neck. Pain in it. This thing with euthanasia, let's get them off the rolls. You know, they're taking, spending too much medical problem. Don't buy into that young generation, Gen Z, uh, next gen. Don't, don't buy into that. Don't buy into that. Respect the elderly. I used to love, I used to love going to Africa, okay? And it was so cool. And especially in Niger and mostly in, in Mali, okay? So, so I, we would be unloading the truck. You know, and I've always been a doer, so I'd walk over there, you know, get a box, you know, and I'm carrying it, and these young men would run up to me and say, no, 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 no. What's the deal? White hair. You think I'm going to die this sucker? Not when I'm in Africa. No, sir, this, this is my gold card. You don't carry stuff in Africa. They respect you too much to let you. But you know what's funny? I got to Uganda I mean, this is true. I went to Uganda, got something off the truck, and they stood there. I thought I was back in America. No, see, and guess what's funny? The Muslim culture taught respect. The non-Muslims did not. Did not. Okay, next gens, I'm going to be as blunt as I can. You need to respect our senior adults. You need to respect our senior adults. Just the right thing to do. Show respect for the aged. And then, in so doing that, you're showing respect for God. Oh, my goodness. I missed that in the first service. Do you see it there? Show respect for the ages and then, you know, respect God. 
And then he says, I am the Lord. When we, when we show respect to others, like our, our elders, we're showing respect to God. How about that? Isn't that pretty good, Jackie? Yep, I am the Lord. So there you go. There you go. So your dolls, I hope I challenged you today. I'm sorry. I hope I challenged us today to keep going, to not get on the bench. There's always something you can do. And because we're at Dorsville, there's always something you can do at Dorsville Baptist Church. You can't do what you used to do, perhaps. But you can serve. You can teach. You can lead. You can set the example. And we need you. We need us. And next gen, please bury this in your heart. It, I'm going to get a little bolder. Teach your children this. Teach your children this. We try to do it you know, when we have meal. We try to remind you, know, kids don't jump in line first. Let the adults go first. You know, let the adults go first. So next gen, remember this. Show respect. I, I, can I challenge you with something? Would you be willing to make it a habit to walk up to one of our senior adults and say, you remember how in vets, in our veterans, thank you for your service? Can I challenge you to do the same thing with some senior adults? Next time you see one of our senior adults, press one that you really respect and just say, can I say something? Thank you for serving. Thanks for being an example. Thanks for being such a vital part of the Dorsville Baptist Church. What a great idea. What a great idea. Why don't you go ahead and bow your heads. So if you're here today, if you're here today, and boy, we didn't get much Jesus in, did we? I'm going to trust the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart today. But if you'd like to know more about the God who wrote this stuff about how to treat senior adults and what senior adults to do, Brother Brent's going to be standing down front, and we'd be glad to share that with you um, today. If you are a senior adult, I hope you're encouraged today. I hope you're encouraged today. And if you're next gen, I pray you're encouraged. Encouraged. And let's step up to the plate. Let's be the teachers. Let's be the leaders. Let's be the example. And next gen, just like we need to remain teachable, I'm going to ask God to help you remain teachable also. So God, thank you for all of this. Not part of it, all of this. And I want to pray that you'll help us. Help us. Keep us teachable. Keep us, give us the ability to be molded um, through the word of God and through life. And Father, I want to thank you for every senior adult here their years of service through the years. And I want, I want to say thank you for that. Thank you, Father, for the ones that we've already said goodbye to. And we look back on their footprints and we find them faithful. Thank you so much for that. So have your way now in our time of decision. And Jesus, I pray in your precious name. Amen.